What's up, everybody? Episode 37 of Putting You in Your Place today with Elizabeth of NRV Tax Services, and we're going to talk some money. So um, really, I'm, I'm, this, is a, this is a topic I'm excited about. So I appreciate your willingness to come on and, and be with us and for, for us to just start having a conversation about this, because I think a lot of people will value, uh, have value from this. And, and, and I'll get some value from this, I think. So, so thank you so much for being, being with us. And um, why don't you just uh, you know, tell us a little bit about who you are and, and uh, a little bit about NRV Tax Services. Well, I, um, I've been doing taxes in the area since around 2008. Yeah. Um, right here, right here in this, in, in this, this area. area. Yeah. Yep. Um, I started out just needing a job and it just stuck with me. And over the years I've learned a lot of stuff. Um, so last year where I had been working for a very long time closed and I decided to open my own business and that's what an RV tax services is. That's my business. Right. And where are you located? I'm inside the mall in Christiansburg. Gotcha. Do you have like a little kiosk or do you actually have like a, do you have like a, like a thing in the mall? It's an actual office. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. And, and you're, you know, just regular nine to five over there. Like people can come in during like business hours. Or do you have like after hour, you know, like, you know, what are your hours over there? Right now we're open from 10 to seven, which is the mall hours. Gotcha. Um, we're open Monday through Saturday. So we are, we take walk-ins, we take appointments, we can do virtual as well. We have a portal where we can have people sign and pay and Zoom and all that stuff that is the world right now. <laughs> gotcha. And, um, you know, let's just dive right into some of the topics here. Um, I, I see too many people in the world right now, like celebrating, in this country anyway, I see too many people kind of celebrating their tax returns. And I've been, I've been trained and, 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 you know, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at like really, really wealthy folks and, and I'm looking at, and some of these influencers on money and things like Mm -hmm. that. Seems like to me, the advice I've been given and the advice that I'm preaching is you want to keep your money, your money as long as you possibly can. And it seems like if you're getting big tax returns that, that you're giving the government a interest-free loan on your money that they just hand back to you because you overpaid them, you know, April 15th. Seems to me that people need to be more upset about them giving their money away in that regard and, and getting a big return. What, what, what do you think about that? Like, you know, like how can people set up uh, their tax strategy around their normal, just, you know, they're an employee somewhere and they don't want to overpay. They don't want to get rid of their money and have it in like an, a no interest, no opportunity account. They'd rather just keep their money. So how do they do that? That's a really good topic to bring up because the IRS has been trying to perfect the withholding for the last couple of years. They've updated the W-4. So with the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act in 2018, they eliminated exemptions, but the W-4s still had exemptions on them. So they updated them. <clears throat> they updated the withholding tables. And the goal ultimately is that you do break even at the end of the year. Um, but some people like having that withholding. Some people like to, to use it as an interest-free bank account, you know? Yeah. Um, but a new W-4 right now should accomplish what you're talking about because the withholding tables are set up now to hopefully break even so you haven't paid in too much or too little. Yeah. And, you know, and I get, I get, you know, you know, you have a family, you have a couple kids, you get some tax credit off that, you know, like I just, I just don't want people, uh, they don't understand maybe the opportunity cost. Mm -hmm. You know, I had a, I had a tenant the other day say, Hey, I'm going to pay you, I'm going to pay you a year's worth of rent up front. Mm -hmm. I was like, like, that's good for me, but that's terrible for you. You know, what happens in two months if you get sick or something? And and now I got all your money, Mm -hmm. you know, like, or or something happens. And like, I just don't like, I don't like, uh, the strategy of like, I'm not disciplined enough. I'm going to give my money in excess and I'm just going to have this comfort I just feel like that's a strategy from people that that need to figure out discipline, mm-hmm. you know, 
and 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 maybe maybe people just aren't aware. Maybe people just aren't aware that they're doing that, and and that they need to be mindful. And and there is a way where you don't don't overpay, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, how how many people do you work with that you see get big returns? That if they made one slight adjustment, they they wouldn't get as much, but they would have more money in their paycheck every month. Like, how many people do you think? There's quite a few people who I give that advice to. I tell them, you don't need this much withholding. You have kids. You're going to get these refundable tax credits. You could have this money in your paycheck every week, and it would be more money for you to spend. You wouldn't have to hold on to it all year. But there are some people that really like those big tax refunds, and those same people are probably the ones that are paying you a year's worth of rent. Yeah. Um, But I do give that advice to people because uh, sometimes you need it, especially last year. I mean, everybody could use a couple extra bucks last year. No doubt. Or even right now, actually. You know, some people, some people, COVID hasn't even shown up till until right now. Mm -hmm. You know, like in my business, in in my business, we, we seen the heat of 2019 ride us all the way through 2020. Mm -hmm. Only right now am I seeing, I mean, I mean, I'm two residential listings away from being sold out, you know, so there's, there's a slowdown on people's migration. Mm -hmm. There's slowdown. There's, there's a slowdown of people that actually have things wanting to uh, trade those things, Mm -hmm. you know? So, so I'm, I'm very interested in, in that whole dynamic too. Like, like are people going to get back to normal, you Mm -hmm. know, type thing. And, you know, how the impact of the the stimulus is going to affect your job, you know, oh gosh. like, like, <laughs> you know, like, are they going to tax this money? Are they like, what do you think? What are you predicting that the U.S. government is going to do? I know there's been some the decisions made on the PPP, mm-hmm. like the federal government is not going to tax me the the PPP money. Now the state's still trying to to decide, mm-hmm. but federally I'm not going to be they're not going to come after the $40,000 that I got on the the first round of the PPP. Thankfully. <laughs> but what does that mean for the unemployment folks? What what are you predicting like what are you seeing that is happening that will affect people that got this money? Do you think that it's just going to be totally forgiven or do you think they're going to like the government's going to want to tax that stuff? Well, right now they're working on um, the unemployment part of things. Um, I don't know the exact figure off the top of my head. It's yeah. more around 10000 I think, of the unemployment. Um, they're working on signing that this week, I understand, but I make it a point not to read that stuff until it's final because they make so many changes before it's done. Um, now, if that goes into effect, who knows what will happen. There's a number of ways that it could go. Maybe the IRS makes adjustments. Maybe you have to file amended returns. What Who a nightmare. Knows? What a nightmare that would be for yeah. you. I mean, for, for the, for the tax professionals, you know, they're making decisions that, that could affect a, 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 a filing that's already been done yes. and already awarded a return, mm-hmm. you know? So when the IRS comes back and say, gotcha, you know, like, like they're going to start asking for more of that money over time just doesn't seem fair. So I hope we have, I hope we have reasonable leaders that, that understand that and that will not come after the normal working class mm-hmm. to to make up the money that was given during this crisis. So that's what I'm that's what I hope for. But, you know, um, some people got too much stimulus. Some people you know, situations change. People get divorced. People get married. People switch off claiming dependents. So. The IRS based the stimulus payments on prior year information, but it's reconciled with your 2020 tax return. So there are some people who are due additional stimulus payments based on their 2020 tax return. There are some people that got too much, and the IRS is not making those people pay it back. So that's one plus, at least. Right. Well, we do actually have one question from an audience member. All right. Um, Shoot. Katrina Milburn wants to know, do you have to file taxes if you are on disability and have dependents? She says she did, but didn't get a return. Well, um, you don't necessarily have to file taxes on disability. If it's Social Security disability, there's probably not a filing requirement. Um, if it if that question relates to the stimulus payments, um, 
there was a non-filer tool last year that allowed people to claim their dependents if they're on Social Security so that they could get their stimulus payments for their dependents. It's unclear how that's going to work with this new one that they're talking about doing. Gotcha. So, so I guess the answer is like, we don't know yet. Mm. Like, you know, typically a person on disability does not file right. a tax return, right? Yeah. But in this age with, with extra money being delivered on top of that, mm-hmm. there still might be uh, legislation that requires that that money be taxed, right? The stimulus money? Yeah. Right now, there's nothing in the works with it being taxed, but it is linked to your tax return. So the non-filer tool that I talked about last year, a lot of people didn't realize that that was actually filing a tax return. It was filing a return with zero income. And some people thought, well, I'm not required to file a tax return, so I'm going to use this non-filer tool. And they went and did that, and they filed a zero return, but really they had a couple thousand dollars in income. So that's another... That's another mess that was made just by linking taxes with all of the stimulus funds that went out last year. Gotcha. Hmm. Interesting. Well, um, so I, I want to get into, uh, you know, the impact, you know, because, you know, we're hearing all this stuff in the news that they're going to roll back the Trump tax cuts, right? Mm-hmm. So tell me exactly how the average worker – it, 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 that you've seen, how the average worker that, you know, that repeat client that's earning pretty much the same amount of money, how have they been affected by that Trump tax cut? Um, you know, somebody that itemizes, you know, I think there was some some discussion on like how, you know, how it affected itemizing your tax mm-hmm. return. And did it really, did it really affect working people here at locally? Um with more money? Did, did it actually provide them more money? So what was your experience with the Trump, Trump tax cut? And did it include more money for working folks? And when they roll that back, what could that look like? What do you think? The biggest change was the standard deduction. It pretty much doubled the standard deduction and it eliminated exemptions. So for a, um, for let's say a married couple with no kids, they would have gotten a standard deduction plus an exemption for each taxpayers, spouse, and wife, uh, husband. Yeah. Um, now they just get one standard deduction, and that standard deduction is a lot bigger. So this might relate to some of the people that are buying houses from you because that first year they're going to pay a lot of mortgage interest. And maybe in that first year those people used to be able to itemize, plus they also still got the exemptions. Now they need, a, they need to reach a much higher threshold to itemize, and there's no exemptions. So it actually hurt those people more than it helped them because they were paying tax on more income. Um, it actually did help some families with children. Um, the child tax credit increased, for example. Uh, the income limit for the child tax credit increased. So those with kids, even if they had itemized before, probably uh, it made up for it in the additional child credit and other things that happened. Do you know the threshold of income that – that would have would have needed to happen to get to the itemizing of the mortgage interest versus what it was prior to these tax cuts. Do you do you know those numbers by chance? I don't I don't remember numbers every year because they change. Um, yeah. it's around twelve thousand for single now, um, and it was half that before. Oh, so so before, let's say a single individual owned a house and they paid six thousand dollars in mortgage interest. They paid real estate tax. They had charitable contributions. Their itemized deductions might have been ten thousand dollars. Yeah. Um, plus, they got an exemption of four thousand dollars. So their overall deductions were fourteen thousand dollars. Now they have to reach twelve thousand dollars to itemize, and there's no exemption. So they get a twelve thousand dollar deduction. They've lost two thousand dollars there. Gotcha. So their income had to double. From you're saying six thousand to twelve thousand in income, or what is this six thousand deductions? Oh, okay, gotcha. They have to have that amount of deductions to be able to itemize. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. So the income that they they bring in doesn't matter. It's actually how much money they can itemize or they Mm -hmm. can deduct before there would be qualification for item to be able to itemize. Right. Gotcha. All of the itemized deductions are deducted off of your income and the end result is the amount you pay tax on. 
So if you have fewer deductions or if you're just taking the standard, whereas before you could itemize and get more deductions, then you may be paying more tax. Yeah. Uh, they did lower the tax rates with the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, um, but for some they still saw a little increase. But usually it was the single people, no kids, or married couples um, that, that saw a difference there. Another big change was the employee business expenses, which is kind of a topic this year because a lot of people are working from home. Yeah. Um, but because of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, a home office isn't deductible as an employee, only if you are self-employed. Right. And there's a lot of people that were wishing for that deduction this year. Hey, I was I, I made I made big accommodations to work from home, you know, and where I'm I'm an S corp, I get no benefit on anything to do with the space that I'm using at my home. Now maybe I can deduct, you know, the little. Uh, I, I bought this like six thousand dollar alt workstation mm-hmm. where it, it it like has a screen and 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 I can like recline and I can like <laughs> I got it, it's like a luxury item pretty much, but but it's a productivity item too. You mm-hmm. know, like it, it's built to be like you know I've got like a three monitor setup here, and and I'm very productive in that situation. So I made that accommodation. Hopefully, I'll be able to write that off as a business expense. But it, it does sit in my house. Mm-hmm. But but I'm not I'm not able to claim any space, no space within within my house or any of my internet fees or anything like that mm-hmm. because I'm an S corp, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah, you know it's kind of a bummer because you know for four months. For four, I mean, for four months, it was, uh, it was at home, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, we, we, I tried to avoid this as much as I could instead, unless it was like this show right. type thing. Um, we've just, we've been trying to avoid the office or, or, you know, close quarter contact for the last year. Mm-hmm. So that is kind of a bummer that, that they haven't made any appropriation for, uh, some leniency in that expense, you know, in that regard. Yeah. So, but, um, Elizabeth, am, am I correct in that you're saying that, so if people were first forced to work from home because of COVID, um, they can't write things off like their internet or like the expenses they had to do, like if they had to get themselves a laptop or anything like that, like that can't be written off. Not as an employee, but businesses can reimburse for those things. Yeah. Um, and then that would be a write off for me. Mm-hmm. If I if I'm providing employee equipment, then that's a write off for me. Yeah. Yep. But Sky, the the thing about you, man, if if you played this right, if you if you set up strategies around your skill set, feels like it feels like you should have something in your name that solidifies your business outside of this office and that you can start collecting these things and doing these things and setting up your company out of your house that is in conjunction and, and, and runs parallel to what you're doing here for me. That would allow you the opportunities to do what you're talking about, to deduct your internet, to deduct, to deduct these things that would be in, in benefit for yourself if you had if you had that going on, but again, remember that requires you to show income from that. And it, it shows you to, to be upfront with the, the things that you're, the, the revenue you're bringing in. So that's correct. If I like, for example, uh, listed on my taxes that I was a freelancer, I could maybe write those things off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and I would highly recommend at this juncture in your life to learn this and perfect this by the time you're my age. You know, like, like the struggles that I've had in tax strategy, you know, the first half of my career, I was underestimating. Mm -hmm. At this point in my career, I am way overestimating because I'm calibrating all the years that I was low. So I'm, I am, I am what I preach not to be because I don't, because I'm calibrating. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm on my journey to, to create a million dollars of gross revenue in this business. So like I'm mapping, I'm mapping that strategy, you know, and I'm mapping my tax strategy around grossing a million. And that leaves me more money in my tax account a lot of times than any of my other accounts. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, dip in that dip in that go get that money so Tempting, so isn't it <laughs> so it's so easy that if i if i'm not disciplined you know this is like a karate for me mm-hmm. you know i'm trying to be so super disciplined with my money 
that I'm trying to, you know, the way the S Corp that I've got is situated, mm-hmm. that I'm supposed to pay myself a, a normal wage. Reasonable salary. A reasonable yep. salary. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm way overdoing it from the like the aspect of what that is versus like what I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be able to deduct all of that back. And, you know, after I pay Social Security and after I pay, you know, the, st- the standard W-2 employee fees, mm-hmm. I'm going to get all of that back because of the way that I'm going to expense off all the expenses because I'm not at a million dollars mm-hmm. in revenue yet, in gross revenue yet, you know, and I'm playing the strategy like I am. Mm-hmm. So sometimes that leaves me scrambling to make, you know, to make ends meet. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm in this I'm in this strategy right now where personally I'm trying to stay broke. You know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to send my money out. I'm investing in me. Mm -hmm. I'm helping people create lives for themselves. You know, I'm trying to, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to stay as hungry as I possibly can. (laughs) So that, that means struggle sometimes. Mm -hmm. That means, that means like figuring things out. And like, uh, like right now we're in the middle of like going out and trying to get revenue off my moving truck. Yeah. You know, I'm going to my ad partners and I'm talking to them about, Hey, I need I need you to invest and 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 let me keep the show going and like put your name on my moving truck. Yeah. So, so yeah, like revenue like that for me. How should I be concerned with that? As far as like like I'm going out and soliciting money, is that just like a commission? Pretty much. Like, am I gonna am I gonna have a different tax rate on that earned income? Because that'll be that'll be like earned income, right? Yeah. Um, if it's income to your business, it's still just, it's all up together and ultimately flows through to you. So it doesn't hit my Remax 1099 though. So it, it, I'm not going to be 1099 off that money. So is that a different, you know, when, when I, when I do a commission, when, when I sell a house and mm-hmm. I earn a commission, it runs through Remax. Remax pays me a check. Mm-hmm. You know, they get their little fees mm-hmm. and they pay me the remainder. Right. So at the end of the year, I get a 1099 on that. Mm-hmm. But when I go and solicit these folks for ad revenue to to sponsor the show or be a part of the moving truck, mm-hmm. is that any different? Do I just need to have another ledger of of this was this was uh, revenue collected for this thing, and mm-hmm. and I'm going to be taxed at the same rate on that stuff? As an S corporation, yeah, I mean everything is just going to be lumped together. Um, gotcha. In your um, in your bookkeeping, you might want to have like a separate line item so that you you know how much you're making off of each individual activity. But right, ultimately, it's all going to go on um, on your S corp return. Gotcha. So it's not going to be run through the the W two aspect of my S corp. So it's going to be like a dividend payment to myself when it. When it comes, again, if I actually pay myself and it doesn't get wrapped up into the expense of my business, it'll probably just get wrapped up into the expenses. Mm -hmm. But if I actually, if I, if I, you know, if I bonus my staff, if I give, if that, if I give them a $500 bonus Mm -hmm. because we've collected $10,000 on the truck, Mm -hmm. you know, then there's a payroll aspect of it too, right? Like if I, if I send them, if I cut them a $500 check, then I've got a, do I run that through my payroll or do I have to, like, how does that impact my payroll? You should gross up their W-2 by that amount. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Cool. We do have a question from uh, someone on YouTube. They'd like to know, uh, I already got my tax return back and my stimulus was included with that because uh, they switched to being a dependent last year. With this new stimulus package, how will I get my stimulus? It's kind of up in the air right now, but if we go by how the IRS has done the last two, um, they're going to probably um, use, well, we already know that they're going to use 2019 or 2020, whichever one is the most recent. Um, So for those who haven't filed a 2020 yet, the IRS is going to base this next stimulus off of their 2019 tax return. Um, And the last few they did direct deposit if there was direct deposit on the tax return um, or they mailed a check that part was kind of iffy Uh, some people use a tax professional like my business Um, we have a third-party bank that we use so that people don't have to pay us up front so technically the direct deposit information the irs has given is our third-party partner bank so for the first round of stimulus checks and the second round, the IRS deposited a lot of those stimulus checks to our third-party bank, and um, that caused a fuss. So I hope that the IRS has learned better <laughs> this time around. But uh, I imagine it's going to be something like direct deposit. So the, the question that you have, um, 
if there was direct deposit on the most recently filed return, I would say the most likely answer is that's where the stimulus will go. Gotcha. And and we we that's been approved. That's in motion. That's going to be that's going to be rolled out. Soon. I mean, it's it's in the middle of being rolled out. Yeah. Correct. So well, before you move on, uh, Elizabeth, you mentioned that. Um, the information for the stimulus would be taken either from the 2019 or 2020, mm -hmm. uh, like, um, uh, sorry, like a tax return or like taxes. Is there a reason someone would choose not to file until after they get their stimulus payment? There has been a little bit of planning on that. Um, I've heard some other tax people uh, holding on to some 2020 returns pending knowledge of how this next stimulus is going to be treated. For example, the income limits were kind of in question. Um, I think they've reduced the income limits uh, pending the approval of everything. But um, so somebody who was right there on the edge of the last one, maybe their income was almost too high or maybe a little bit too high. Maybe they've waited to file their 2020 Ooh, return. That's good. That's good because uh, the, the income you're bringing in is definitely going to be, if you're, if you're borderline in it, that's a good strategy. Mm -hmm. If if you if you turn in that twenty twenty and you and your income have gone up behind uh, over the threshold, then then you you may not you may not then qualify for the next round, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because if you haven't filed twenty twenty yet, they're going to look back to twenty nineteen. And if your income was less than, just like when they issued the first round of payments, there were so many people who got them that weren't qualified. Uh, they're not making those people pay them back. Um, in certain circumstances, they do have to pay them back, like non-resident aliens who got stimulus checks should be paying those back. Yeah, There were a lot of deceased people who received stimulus payments. Um, so there, there's a big margin of error with these because they're basing it off of prior year information. I know there's been a ton of unemployment fraud going on too. Mm -hmm. It's just amazing when this stuff happens, you know, how the crooks come out and, yeah. and, and people, people are looking at ways to take advantage of the situation. It's, uh, it's, it's remarkable. It's, it's mm -hmm. really, it's really, uh, it's crazy. Yeah. Really. I haven't seen anybody with a fraudulent unemployment claim, but I've heard of a lot of that going on. Oh, there's tons of it. Uh, I, I mean, the news is reporting the, the, the you know, the majority of it uh, out of California. Mm -hmm. You know, it's wild. Yeah. Wild. And they're, they're, they're getting, they're getting return mail on like the addresses that were given for the unemployment. Like the, the address doesn't even like, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a commercial place or something. There's a lot of identity theft with taxes, with <coughs> unemployment, with all that stuff. Um, something new this year, actually, the IRS made it that anybody can uh, request an, a PIN number, an ID theft PIN number from the IRS. It used to be if you only lived in certain states, you could request that. So now anybody can request one. What that means is that your return can't be filed unless that PIN number is present. So that pr protects some people from identity theft, but not from unemployment, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm way too free with my information. Like, <laughs> I'll I'll send financial statements. I'll send I'll send things with my social security uh, number just over Gmail. You're I, just begging for it. I, I am. I am. <laughs> I need to. I need to really. I need to. I mean. You know, I am getting to the point in my life where I don't trust a lot of things. You know, especially with like, you know, the uh, the government or the you know the big tech companies type mm -hmm. thing. So, I mean, I definitely need to I definitely need to be uh, careful with that stuff. I think it's reasonable. I think it's reasonable to start actually thinking that that might be something that we need to worry about. Mm -hmm. You know, so encrypted encrypted emails or hand delivery, like. I'm I'm definitely a proponent of that with key crucial information. Oh yeah, that could that could really like devastate your life, mm -hmm. and someone getting a hold of your social security information or or tax information. I think I think that's a I think that's a risk we all need to really take seriously. Oh yeah, and yeah. the IRS has a lot of rules for us as far as that stuff too. I get people who will call and ask me to email them a copy of their tax return and. I can't do that because yeah. who knows who's going to get that email or even a fax. If I send a fax with tax return information, anybody could just walk up and pick it up. So there's there's pretty specific disclosure regulations with the IRS with regard to that. And I, I think they're rules that everybody should follow. Nobody should be sending their social security number in a way that other people can grab it. Yeah. No offense. Hey, no <laughs> doubt. No doubt. 
Well, I just want to kind of get, I want to get back to kind of like your journey, you know, like, you know, me and you, me and you share something in common that little kids don't really grow up and dream of being a real estate agent or they don't, they don't grow up being ready to be a CPA or a tax service person. Mm -hmm. So take us through your journey of how you got on this path. You know, like, you know, are, are you, are you, uh, you know, did you, are you a transplant to the area? Like, you know, tell us about your, you know, who influenced you, like who took care of you and who put you on this path to, mm -hmm. I mean, you've, you've opened your own business. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. You know, that, that takes, uh, that takes a lot of belief, you know? So, so I, I just want to uh, commend you and, 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 and make you aware of the courage that it took for you to do what you're doing. And, uh, you know, we don't really know. I mean, we've been office neighbors, but, mm -hmm. but I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. And, and the fact that you're doing this and you're, you're trying to provide service for the community, I think it's a great thing. So again, just take us down the journey of how you got to where you are in this thing. Yeah, my first experience with anything tax related was um, I was I was 19, I was unemployed, and I got a job at a tax service standing on the side of the road dressed up like Lady Liberty. <laughs> I won't say the name. But <laughs> <laughs> um, they had a class, and I took the class because I would I would have much rather be inside doing taxes than outside in the cold. Yeah, um, they did not hire me to do taxes, uh, so that fall. I saw a sign at where I was up until last year, um, and they ha also had a tax class, so I signed up to take it, and the rest is really just history. I've I'd been working there. Um, am I allowed to say the name yeah. of the place at Jackson Hewitt? Yeah, yeah, Dave. <laughs> shout out to Dave Henry. You know, yes. he's a he's a client of mine, and again, you know, a neighbor of ours for so long, and uh, I appreciate him. You know, so so he helped guide you and nurture you and and kind mm -hmm. of and kind of push you into the path that you're on? Yeah, we kind of pushed each other for yeah. a long time. <laughs> gotcha. Um, but uh, so I'd, I've been working with Dave alongside him doing all sorts of stuff over the years and learned a lot. Um, so he taught you, he, he was your mentor? Kind of. Yeah. There was Each tax person, person has their own specialty. Sure. Um, Dave is, is always will be my IRA person. If I ever have an IRA question, yeah. <laughs> that's just not my thing. Right. Um, I, uh, I dabbled a bit in tax debt resolution, um, in the early around 2011, 2012. Um, and that's something that Dave wanted to learn more too. So we've, we've kind of helped each other along the way, learn certain things that the other wasn't as familiar about. Yeah. But, Ultimately, yes, he was he was the the person that brought me this far. Gotcha. So so now you're off on your own journey, and mm -hmm. it, you know, I, I, there's a saying out there that what got you here won't get you there. Mm -hmm. You know, so so again, like you know, Dave Dave's page turned, and and now now you know you kind of get to go off on your own thing. And are you are you looking for help, or are you to the point where you've got some help, or like? Tell me, you know, the growth of your business. What are you hoping for in the growth of your business? Well, um, I actually hired one of the employees who worked for us. Gotcha. Um, Nathan, he worked in our Parisburg office, so gotcha. he's working for me. I um, also hired another person who had worked here in this office um, when we were here, uh, Margaret. So I have two employees working for me. Nice. Um, they're part-time, but... It is, uh, it's great having an extra body there because I, I don't think I would have lasted until today for this tax season by myself. <laughs> sure. So, so the end game for you is just a small hand, you know, I, I want to encourage everybody that has something great to get big. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, are you the next Brown Edwards? Are you like, what, <laughs> like, where do you see, like, you know, shout out to them. I know they're the biggest accounting firm in in the mm -hmm. in the Roanoke New River Valley. Um, like, do you see growing to that type of company, or do you see like more of what you had in this space, just just replicating that and riding that out? Well, um, when when we were in this space, it was under the franchise. Yeah, um, I do a lot more stuff than what that franchise offered. Gotcha. Um, so bookkeeping, payroll help. 
Um, tax debt resolution is another big one. Gotcha. Um, if I had to pick something I would like to see get big, it's probably the tax debt resolution. Gotcha. Um, that is, that's one of the bigger differences between a CPA and an enrolled agent, which is what I am. Yeah. Um, enrolled agents really just specialize in taxes and representation. So if somebody owes money to the IRS, I can probably help them fix it. So. Gotcha. Yeah, that, that's interesting. So, so take me through that. Take me like, Take me through somebody that, uh, you know, maybe forgot to file Mm -hmm. a couple of years and now they they really want to get it on track because they've got threats coming in the mail. Mm -hmm. And take me through what you can provide somebody that 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 just, you know, burn up all their money and they didn't have the taxes that they were supposed to withhold and they can't pay. Tell me about a situation that you might have had and how you can help. Yeah. I have a perfect one, actually, one that recently was resolved. Um, This individual hadn't filed a couple years of tax returns. Um, They were self-employed, and the IRS prepared a substitute tax return, and that's what they do when they can see that you're going to owe them money, but you haven't filed a return, so they do it for you. Uh, They don't give you any deductions because they don't know what your expenses are. So this person had a tax lien um, filed against one of their pieces of property for $104,000. Wow. Um, upon reviewing their tax information, though, I saw that they had a lot of expenses. So what we did is filed a tax return, and that reduced it down to $20,000. So $80,000 of savings just from filing a tax return. Right. So what what the remedy of that tax lien would be is they come up with twenty grand to pay the IRS, or they sell the property that the lien is against, mm-hmm. and then the IRS will get the twenty grand on the right. lien, and you'll get the remaining amount, whatever, whatever, whatever's minus your debt on the on mm-hmm. the home, you'll get that, and yeah. that'll be satisfied, right? Yeah, and that's exactly what happened. That's how this person found out they owed the money is that they were trying to sell the property. Yeah, um, and they found out about it. It took about six months to get everything taken care of, but they were able to sell the property recently and now they owe nothing. So. so that's the remedy for the IRS is they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna scour the earth to see if you own anything mm-hmm. and they're gonna leverage that so you can't sell it until they get paid. Right. So and tax liens are public record. You can go straight to the courthouse and see who has a tax lien filed. So yeah. that that results in usually quite a few advertisements in the mail. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey look, I, I'll be completely honest. I I've been there. I've been there. You know, this 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 life, you know, these commissions you get in, you don't you don't realize when you're young that you've got a responsibility. You you mm-hmm. you know, you you're a part of this country. You 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 earn income in this country. Uncle Sam is going to demand his piece. Yeah. Like, there's no way around it. Yeah. You know, the only way around it is to trade in cash only. And like, you're not, you're not, uh, I I kind of feel like it's a patriotic duty as well. Like you get the services and the freedoms and the opportunities that this country affords you. You should, you should claim some income if you're making the income, you know, everything is reportable. Yeah. It's actually, um, it, it, it is in the publications that illegal income should also be reported. So all the drug dealers out there need to remember to report their income on their tax return. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Now, that, is that how they got Al Capone or was it something else? I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I will tell you, though, that um, I have heard, I haven't dealt with any personally, but I have heard of uh, the IRS and the state taxing authorities following news stories of people that had big drug busts and they go back and they charge them tax on it. <laughs> yeah, that's a double whammy. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Any other questions so far there, Sky? I think it I think we've got a, a pretty good episode here. You know, we've we've talked, you know, we've got war story. I mean, we've followed this outline fairly well, I think, you know, without actually like paying attention to it and <laughs> going down it. Maybe there's some things uh, Elizabeth wanted to talk about. Yeah, you know, um, you, you talked about, you know, where we can find you at the New River Valley Mall. We talked mm-hmm. about your hours. Right, do you have any kind of social media presence 
I do. Um, I have a Facebook page. I'm not all up in social media. I, I mean, I'm on Facebook every day, but that's really all that I do. My kids tell me Facebook is for old people. Yeah. Um, TikTok is the new thing. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Scott. I have a TikTok link here. Uh, let's let's tr- let's try this again. Last week we tried to bring up a TikTok link and 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 get a reaction from our guest. Uh, you know, Derek Derek Nowen was with us last week and. And uh, shout out to Derek. Uh, we he was our kind of our guinea pig on this stuff. So what we're going to try to do again uh, this week is we're going to bring a link up. We're gonna watch. We're gonna watch this thing, and we're gonna we're gonna have you react to it. Okay. And let's just see. Let's just see if we can pull that off this week. I think you have the sound. I, I remember you cutting the sound all the way down last time we were. I make $90,000 a year. According to the federal tax bracket for single filers, that puts me between 85000 and one hundred sixty-three at the 24% tax bracket. Multiply 24% times my 90000 that's 21600 in taxes paid, leaving me a take-home pay of $68,400. So here's the thing. That's actually not how taxes are calculated. Taxes are actually calculated in a seven-bracket system where you only pay 10% of your income under this number, 12% of your income between those two numbers, 22% of your income between those numbers, and so on. So in the case of a 90,000 a year salary, you pay 10% of the first 9875, 12% of the next 3250, 22% of the next 45400, and you're only paying 24% of $4,475, totaling your taxes of 15,679, leaving you a take-home pay of over $74,320.50. It's important to know how you calculate your taxes. I hope this helps. So number one, I want to encourage you to do things like that. Yeah. Like that is the new game. Okay. The, the organic reach on TikTok, you know, at, you know, as dismissive as we want to be on new technologies and, and like new ways of communication, me and you as salespeople, because that's what we are. Mm. We're running a business. We are salespeople. Even, even we're totally different things. You want to sell your service. I want to sell my service. That's it. Yeah. So like you doing that type stuff, excuse me here. I'm like going, it's going wild. (laughs) Um, you know, but, but to encourage and to, to encourage you to do more things like that, to grow your business, to get more people understanding who you are and what you're providing. Yeah. You know, that's going to lead you to a nice life. That's wild. Random here. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so so number one, that. Yeah. I want to encourage you to to put your voice onto these platforms. Don't be afraid of the camera. Mm. Don't be shy. That's going to lead to you more business, more opportunities, more more advantages. It's an attention game. Yeah. Number two, let's talk about what he actually said there. So when, when, you know, I've been coached a lot to save 30% of all my money. That's what's probably leaving me broke because it's way over thing. It's way right. overdoing it. So, so like at what point do I need to be like, okay, I've made, I made this amount of money. These should be my withholdings, mm. you know? Yeah. Well, he didn't mention the standard deduction or itemized deductions there. So that all comes off of it before that calculation happens. Gotcha. Um, but he's right. It's it's a there are different brackets. So the way that he explained the different levels of you pay tax on this amount at this percent and that percent and next um, that that is correct. Thirty um, percent is usually what I hear when people are self-employed um, because fifteen point three is your self-employment tax. So if you're self-employed, if your profit on your tax return is $10,000, you're going to pay 15.3% in self-employment tax on that $10,000. Now, maybe you have some other income and your marginal tax bracket is 12%. Um, Then you're effectively paying roughly 30%. Um, I think 30 is just kind of like a round number that people use. Right. So I feel like, I feel like that's like the security blanket. Mm. But like I said, like in real life, me doing that equals like me looking at that account and being like, do I really need all that money over here? Yeah. Can I use this over here? Yeah. Like it, it's just painful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it's, it's extremely painful to implement that strategy. Look at, look at this other account close to zero 
and not being like, you know, actually, you know, like it's a motivating factor, you know, like, like seeing, like letting that disappear, like getting that out of my sight, seeing this account on a trend that I don't like Mm -hmm. keeps me going, you know, and it keeps me pushing to be, you know, uh, move a little quicker, do things, do things a little harder, get better at what I'm trying to do. So, so Scott, I think that went well this time. Yep. I mean, did, did you hear any looping or did you hear, did, I mean, you know, did, did that go through? Did the audience get to hear that the same way we did? You think? Um, we'll have to talk to uh Weston after the stream goes down, okay. but it seemed to work fine. We'll okay. see though. Gotcha. All right. I got a, I got a hypothetical. I got a buddy. Mm-hmm. I got a buddy that is getting ready to try to execute on like a restaurant strategy mm-hmm. and like, there's probably different times within his growth period that he'll need to restructure his business, right? Or does he need to just structure the way that he wants it to be at the end? Like, you know, he's going to try to develop a business that has employees day one. Okay. So does he need to, I mean, is that, does he need to LLC that? Does he need to just S corporation that immediately? Or does he need to find some success with it before he implements a tax strategy around his business. What do you recommend? Well, an LLC is a popular choice. Um, I think because most people have just seen LLC or heard that's of LLC. That's the trendy thing. Yeah, it's yeah. the trendy thing. Um, but the IRS doesn't actually recognize an LLC. There's not a tax form that goes with an LLC. Um, so by default, if your friend were to form an LLC and it's just him, he's going to file a tax return just like any self-employed individual is going to file. Is going to go on his individual income tax return. He's going to pay self-employment tax, and he can have employees too. That's okay. Um, with an LLC, you can elect to be treated as a different entity, though. You can elect to be treated as an S-corporation, as a C-corporation. Uh, if you have two members to the LLC, you're automatically a partnership. Yeah. Um, I don't like partnerships. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Their, um, their basis is just more complicated. Um Personally, I like S corporations yeah. the most. Uh, I see more of those, whether they're an LLC being taxed as an S corporation or an actual corporation with that's made the S election. Yeah. Um, but with that, as you know, comes the reasonable salary and all the other requirements too. So it's a big decision to make um, because your friend needs to ask himself, well, do I want to be on payroll? Do I want to be able to just consider this money my money or does it need to belong to the business? Can I take distributions or not? Um, Like a C corporation, for example, you can't really necessarily take distributions. It would be a dividend. But with an S corporation, you can take distributions. But there's tax things that happen when you do that. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, sometimes, sometimes, tell me the impact of this. You know, sometimes I'll I'll take a distribution from my, my, um, my business account to my personal Mm -hmm. account, I need to pay some bills or something, Mm -hmm. but then it comes to where I need that money back into my business. Mm -hmm. So does that just get wiped out on the ledger of what I used or like this chain of the, the the chain that I have on the money, Mm -hmm. very confusing. My, my staff, you know, Christy here that helps me kind of keep me in line and, and is helping me with my money and things like that. The way that, the way that I've, I navigate my money to the average person looks insane. <laughs> but as far as, as far as like the execution around the, the entity and the operating account and the tax account and the way that the money's supposed to flow, I think is right. But sometimes there's an, a moment that in my personal, in my personal account, I need that money back into my business account. Mm-hmm. So what implications does that have? There are so many different ways to handle that situation. Um, a true distribution isn't going to be paid back, but a loan is paid back. And some people kind of handle their business as if a loan and a distribution are the same thing. Uh, so I've seen, I've seen different, different ways of handling that. Um, yeah. But you can always loan your biz, business money. You can contribute money to your business that you don't intend the business to pay back to you too. Um, Interesting. Basis is a big factor with an S corporation because – you don't necessarily pay tax, 
just because you took a distribution from your business. Yeah. Uh, because all of the profit is already going to be taxed on your personal tax return, regardless of if you've used any of that profit or not. Gotcha. So that I think that's where people kind of get confused with the S corporation because you do pay the tax of the business on your tax return, um, and your basis increases and decreases with the profits and losses of the business. Gotcha. Lots of big words. Yeah, and, 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 <laughs> and it's a lot to soak in, you know. But here's the great thing about this is this will live forever. You know, like we're going to – I'll be able to refer back to this, mm-hmm. you know, and, and other people will too. And uh, I hope other people will um, – I encourage people to come and use your service, you know, and I hope they will. Um, pretty much, I mean, I think that's a, I think that's a pretty good episode. I mean, I'll give you the last word, you know, to just, um, you know, kind of wrap this thing up and then I'll kind of, I'll kind of like, um, introduce our next week's guest type Mm -hmm. thing. So, uh, again, I appreciate you being here and, um, you know, just, uh, like tell people where they can, uh, you know, face Facebook page or phone number or whatever, whatever information you want them to have Mm -hmm. that they can contact you. Let's, you know, uh, Give that to them. Yeah. Well, I'm on Facebook. I have the app on my phone, so I'm always responding to messages even when I don't I don't need to be working after hours, but this time of year I work all day. Um, <laughs> I also have, um, I have online appointment scheduling so people can schedule their own appointment. There's links to that on my Facebook page. I have a website, nrvtaxservice.com. Perfect. Um, so if anybody wants to make an appointment, they can do that there. Like I said, I can work virtually with people too. So if somebody doesn't want to leave home, they're too worried about coronavirus or anything like that. Um, we can work with those people. I actually, I work with clients all across the country right now doing the tax debt resolution work. So I'm, I'm used to working through that portal with yeah. people and it's a secure portal. So no sharing of socials. <laughs> gotcha. Cool. Well, thanks again. We mm-hmm. appreciate it. Next week, we have um, Justin Whitlock coming in from Angel Grace Chiropractic. He wants to talk about how health and well, uh, how health and wealth management are related. I think that's pretty interesting. Um, so we hope you guys tune in for that uh, next Tuesday. You know we're thirty-seven shows in on this. That's amazing. I, I just I, I just have to keep saying it like. Uh, I'm super proud to be doing this. I am super proud of the people that are helping me, Sky Weston, all the all the work that y'all are pouring into this to make this what it is, and and to just keep dialing this in with really no. I mean, we're just observing what other people are doing, and we're trying to make it happen ourselves. So I think um, we're just going to keep doing this thing, and the community that wants to support us wants to come on the show has something to deliver to the community we want we want you to come on and do that so next week we've got justin whitlock angel grace chiropractic uh and we're excited to talk to him um and until then we appreciate you watching comment like subscribe all that stuff you know that we got to say we we really need you guys we really need you guys to support uh this with comments and sharing of the video and, and run over to YouTube and give us a subscription over there just so you guys get notified anytime that we do this, you'll get an email. You'll get an email from, from us that we've went live and you can pick us up there. And then, you know, obviously we got to plug Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You know, we're on, we're on all these platforms. So if you're riding down the road and, and, and you want to hear what we have to say, you know, throw us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And you can hear you can hear the show at uh, in in that regard as well. So, thanks for everybody's support, and we'll see you next week.